0: Hello friends and welcome to this primetime postseason preview edition of Tim and Friends following a September to remember on Sportsnet. Sportsnet 1 and Sportsnet 360 now joining the fray after the Red Sox beat the Rays 6-3 your final. I'm Tim McCall, Sportsnet Baseball Insider. Ben Nicholson-Smith is joining me. Digital producer Jesse Rubinoff as always coming to you live 7:33 in Toronto, 4:33 in Vancouver and less than 48 hours before the Jays and Mariners will play game one of the Wild Card round at the Rogers Center on Friday as postseason baseball returns to our home and native land for the first time since 2016. Ben, let's start this primetime edition of Tim and Friends with your thoughts on that behind the scenes look at the Jays in a September to remember in
1: extra innings. You know it's really cool to see the players Just commenting on the season and how long of a season it is. And I think, you know, for Jackie Bradley Jr. in particular, he started with a different team. Matt Chapman, when he began this season in 2022, he was just starting out with the Jays. And now when you listen to him, when you watch him, he has really emerged as a leader on that team. So I think even in the course of a short season, we see so much change. And yet the results have been consistently good.
0: What struck me was that it was a
1: three-year journey
0: that it wasn't just how long this year was and how it cost a manager a job, but the last three years for a lot of us, obviously, but this team has been through a hell of a lot over the last three years when it comes to Major League Baseball. Oh,
1: no doubt. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you look back at that 2020 team, it was not even comparable, really, to this roster that we're about to see yeah. uh, in the playoffs here against the Mariners this weekend. This current team is way better. I-, I really believe that. Doesn't mean they'll get further because it's still just three games. But this roster is a lot stronger.
0: Yeah, Bo Bichette said the same thing. He said, "I didn't even look at 2020 like I was going mm-hmm. to the playoffs." Having you in that stadium watching on TV will make a difference this time around. All right, for those who aren't familiar with us. You too are a part of this show. Just hit us up at Tim and Friends on Twitter and Instagram. We have some questions and a match game rolling on the old socials right now. And if your answer is good enough, our friend Jesse Rubinoff will bring it to the table and your friends will be forever envious yeah. that you made it yeah. under this primetime edition of Tim and Friends. Uh while you ponder just how to make our show better, let's get you caught up to date on the unenviable double dip in baltimore today before you get the old undies in too much of a bunch playing two understood two days before the playoffs not ideal however it must be noted that the mariners did the exact same thing last night so let's have some fun with it benny canada that's exactly what the jays did from your starters trevor richards and david phelps to top prospect Gabriel moreno who pulled the not so common catcher to left field slide for the old school doubleheader. Add in a little second, a little third, and you got yourselves a day. That's right, everyone was having fun today. Even George Springer with the old two, was it that cold in Baltimore today? He's from Connecticut, like you should be used to it. All right, so Canadian Otto Lopez making his first career start a big part of the story. Top of the second with two on, he gets his first career RBI is that goes up to the mantle and that wasn't the only first for the Jays on this day. Top of the 6th, Gabby Moreno at the plate, another first.
2: There's a drive to the gap deep right center field. This ball is carrying. Get up, ball, get out of here. And go! Gabriel Moreno with his first big league home run, a three-run shot to the opposite field. He put a charge in that one. Boy, did he ever. 4
0: 0 Toronto. Now 4 2, bottom of the eighth. Now, five pitchers to the bump. This was the fifth. Mitch White. Previous four were scoreless, so of course, with two on in the bottom of the eighth, Taryn Vavra. His first career home run, three run shot, but Baltimore on top. That's how it ends. 5-4 the final. So the O's take game one with the Jays finish with the exact same record as last year. Well game two of the double dip. Toronto's final game of the year. Top one Bo Bouchette. And after all that Bo has been through this year he leads the AL in hits when all is said and done. That number 189 on the year He later scored to make it one Meanwhile. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. not in the lineup so he is filling in as the unofficial bench coach and I'm not sure that the players appreciate that. Vladdy give pointers to Gabriel Moreno, why? Because he started in left, now he's at second base, bottom of the sixth, he moves over to third base. Moreno doing a little bit of everything, fourth position of the day and at the plate in the top of the seventh, his fourth hit of the day. Three batters later, Otto Lopez now with runners on second and third. Lopez, five for eight on the day with a walk. Here's two more ribeyes for the kid. And it's 3-1 Jays. See, there's something to smile about after all. Top of the eight bases loaded. Zim Zimmer, who got the keys to my beamer? Cool My, Bradley Zimmer, of course. Two more score, 5-1 Jays. As they finish the season one better than last year, 92 and 70, best record since 2015. And now head back to Toronto. Here's John Schneider on how the day went after the 5-1 final. John, you
3: always like to point out the days where everybody gets involved. Is that kind of
4: the ultimate It's it's kind of it right there. I mean, from Gabby to Otto to Zim, Cooch. I mean, the entire pitching staff, it kind of went according to plan, how we mapped it out, came out of it healthy. And, um, you know, overall, really good day at the yard. I think pitchers were pretty efficient with their, you know, their pitch count. Um, you know, guys got the at-bats they needed, and, you know, we've been talking, and it's it's such a different animal come Friday night. Whether you haven't played in four or five days or if you played 18 innings today, you're going to be ready to go. So, um, but all things considered, yeah, we wanted to get guys in, stay sharp, get guys at-bats. It worked out good.
0: Why do I love that they call him Cooch? Don't answer that, Ben. Uh, that sets up Wild Card Weekend, kids. As mentioned, we are less than 48 hours away from Alec Manoa versus Luis Castillo. Game one, 4.07 Eastern Time. Coverage gets underway 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 in Coquitlam and beyond. Game two, J Central, 3 Eastern. Game four, uh, well, excuse me, at four Eastern. And if necessary game three i got a little ahead of myself i'm kind of excited about the <laughs> postseason but sure. sunday will be a little earlier but that could depend change depending on the series to quote a great man if you don't know now you know that great man of course biggie smalls aka christopher wallace so the jays finish with 92 wins on the season six most in franchise history and some pretty good years are listed here ben Despite what Ross Stripling called a streaky season, the 2022 Jays right up there with some of the most memorable seasons in Blue Jays history.
1: With room to build on that from here, um, without a doubt. Yeah, to me, when I look at this season, it's Alec Noah who really emerged and, and last year of course it was Vlad Jr. who had the MVP caliber season, but one hundred and ninety-seven innings for Manoa with a two two four ERA. I mean that's second best in the history of this franchise, with guys like Dave Steeb, Roy Halliday never had a two two four or below. So that's it's actually pretty incredible what Manoa has done. And of course, His biggest starts are ahead for for the next month or so.
0: I was just going to say, all that and the biggest start of his year is coming up on Friday for these Toronto Blue Jays. I I mentioned Bo Bichette. Speaking of streaky, he had some folks off the bandwagon. And he responded with what might have been the best September, October in all
1: of baseball. Oh, yeah. It's up there with Pujols and Judge and really the best players in the game. Bo was incredible, and I think, you know, the defense, we've seen lapses at times, but offensively, what a great season. To lead the American League in hits for the full season, that's not an easy thing to do. And, of course, hits are just one aspect of, of offense, but they're a very important aspect offensively, and Bo was right there all season long. So, you know, to me, if you're looking at, at his season, this has to be graded, I mean, is that a B plus? is that an A? Like, he had a very, very good year, despite the fact that at times – it looked as though it might be a disappointment
0: 54 hits in September and October that's a franchise record
1: that's ridiculous yeah no one's beaten that anytime soon
0: <laughs> no i mean listen it, it's it's kind of emblematic of the entire year for the jays like i mean we almost forget that charlie montoyo was the manager to start the year with this team i am And Jesse knows this, I am the biggest proponent of taking a deep breath, there are ebbs, there are flows to 162, but it felt more like mountains and valleys for this team.
1: And I think it always does when you're looking at a a team as closely as we do um, and riding those roller coasters. You know, I think if you look at the month-by-month record, they were generally a good team every month. It's just that they might have a week in that month where they went 0-7 and fired their manager. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) you you don't like that. Understood. Um, But I I do think that, you know, when we're looking back at the season, of course, it starts with the players always. Um, So I would point to Manoa. But the Montoyo to Schneider switch, that's Mm -hmm. a really big one. And I think that... In this franchise, because I do think Schneider has a chance, a good chance, to manage beyond this year. Right. That's a really meaningful turning point that we saw this year. Let me follow up on that.
0: Is the interim label on the line in the postseason, or do you think it's already gone?
1: I think it should go soon. I mean, they're, they're not going to do that right away, no. but, I, but I think for all intents and purposes... And you never know. And part of the part of the Just challenge. Your gut. If,
0: I'm asking for your gut. My I'm gut. Not, you know, he's back. Batter, yeah. He's
1: back in 2023. Yeah. He should he should get a three year deal in my opinion, or two with an option. Like he's he's been really good. And again, biggest test ahead. Him and Scott Service, two rookie managers. That's actually going to be very interesting. But he he's done a great job. Without a doubt. Uh, speaking of Scott Service, I mean, we, we brought
0: up Bo. We brought up. Vladdy, who finished a couple of RBIs short of a century. And, of course, Alec Manoa turning into an ace and a leader in front of our very eyes. He will get the call in Game 1 against the Mariners, who ended the longest postseason drought in the four major men's North American sports. And they did it in style just a couple of days ago, as called by the great Dave Sims.
3: What? a lot of anxious folks out here at the ballpark. 3-2 to Cal.
4: The pitch from my A drive deep to right field. Down the line. The Mariners win this game 2-1. The
0: dream lives. They're going to the playoffs. The drought is over. Cal Raleigh. Wow. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> that is absolutely awesome. One of the best. Love the energy. He always brings it. So here's a look at how the Jays and M's match up. Jays having better team when it comes to hitting by a significant margin while the pitching numbers a little bit closer but Ben, we all know the games aren't played on paper. They are played by tiny men in our TVs and tinier men (laughs) in our phones. But the Jays are
1: the favorites and should they be? 100% they should be. They're the better team. Uh, They have a great offensive offensive team. I, I look at the depth of this group. Six, seven, eight, nine hitters sometimes. Now that Whit Merrifield is going, yeah. you know, Danny Jansen sometimes hitting seventh, Merrifield ninth. You know, Tapia m- maybe lured us in that mix toward the bottom of your order, and they have home field, and I, I think that that can have an impact on players. There's no doubt. We saw that with Garrett Cole just ten days ago, right. and even on managers. Again, like Scott Service trying to make those decisions in real time. His first playoff. Experience. Yeah, it's not an easy thing. Like even Buck Showalter, not to dunk on Buck Showalter, because we've done <laughs> enough. I've done enough of that too. But you know, realistically, it's tough for even the most experienced managers in that spot. And players. Like look at the Texas Rangers in that inning from hell for them and from heaven
0: for Jays fans. Mm-hmm. They were rattled. Rubenett O'Dour was rattled. That's part of the reason why he wanted to punch Jose Bautista in the face. It,
1: and that doesn't happen if you're in a fall instructional league with 50 people watching. Like right. it, it's because. Or 50, right. Uh without a doubt. So we know
0: game one, Alec Manoa, Luis Castillo. Ace versus Ace. Game two might be intriguing. We're thinking Robbie Ray versus his replacement in Toronto and Kevin Gossman seems most likely at this point. Let's start with Manoa, game one starter, no-brainer, especially how he closed the season, eh?
1: Yeah, I mean, the ERA of 0.88, I want to say, in September, That's incredible correct. finish for Manoa. Yeah, um, greatest month in Blue Jays' history. Yeah, and again, this is a long history that, that this team has right now. So I, I think Easy Call says so much about Manoa and who he's become in the course of the last year and a half. Um, but he's the guy you want out there. I think he's someone who thrives off of that energy. And I expect that he's going to be vintage Manoa in that spot. I, I don't think there's any hesitation for the Jays throwing him out there for number one.
0: Normally in this spot, someone without the experience, I would
1: pause uh, because I
0: think that one of the things that the average Joe and people in our spot uh, discount way too much is how much pressure is on these players. Just look at Aaron Judge over the last couple days Mm -hmm. and, and what he felt, even though he's the best hitter in the game right now. Uh, but Alec Manoa seems to bring the stage presence with him. And the bigger the game, I don't care if he's miked up at the All-Star Game or we've got the cameras on his mom and his grandmother at Yankee Stadium in start number one, because I felt the exact same way going into that first start at Yankee
1: Stadium. And the dude just flat out dealt. It's it's incredible. I, and I think those are the two great examples for Manoa. The All-Star Game shows that he likes the stage, he likes the spotlight. Um, Some players love the game of baseball, and the stage is secondary. It doesn't necessarily matter. Maybe it's not a deterrent. It doesn't help them. For Manoa, it actually seems like it helps him. Um, (laughs) So that's a great thing for the Jays because, you know, realistically, he's throwing a lot of 91s and 92s in the first inning. You know, it's not overpowering, overpowering stuff. So he finds ways, not to to veer into clichés here, but he does find ways to – to get results that you wouldn't guess based on the stuff alone. All
0: right, as we walk down towards Game 2, I mean, Ray Gossman would be amazing
1: and it would be intriguing, especially if your name is Mark Shapiro and or Ross (laughs) Atkins. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) those are two almost identical contracts that those two signed after the 2021 season. And Ray uh, certainly deserved that contract after the Cy Young year. But Mm -hmm. to me, Gossman is the guy you'd rather have out of those two moving forward for the next 4 years. Uh, I think that Gosman has shown himself to be fully deserving and Ray is still a nasty pitcher, but you know, to me this is a this is a great matchup, but the wrinkle here is if the Jays win game 1 and remember Kevin Gosman's dealing with that cut on the side of his finger. Right. So if the Jays win game 1, they could go to Ross Stripling in game 2, setting up Gosman as a game 3 closer if they need it. Hmm. That's an interesting that wrinkle for sure.
0: Now i got to ask you, because you go to Stripling even if... Let's just say it was traditional. It went went Manoa, Gosman. Yep. Not Barrios. I don't think so. Even home road splits. Even the contract that he got. You're going to Stripling. Even with Stripling. And I know you want to answer, having (laughs) bullpen experience. And maybe if Barrios trips and falls, you could bring Stripling out of the bullpen. Like, there's a lot of kind of manifestations that I can
1: see where Jays brass may go to Barrios, you don't see any of them? No, I don't. And I think too, like on the bullpen experience, it, that actually just kind of reminds me, if the Jays go where they want to go in the next month, a lot of these guys will have bullpen experience. Like, you know, Alec Manoa will have right. bullpen experience. Kevin Gosman will have bullpen experience because right. that's what's going to happen in Game 6 of the ALCS or Game 5 of the World Series when you have your back against the wall. So, I think that will sort itself out, but Barrios to me, and the Mariners have a lot of lefties and switch hitters, and Barrios has an 898 OPS allowed against right. lefties. So I just, I don't love that as a starter. Yeah, and let's be honest, Ross Stripling, since becoming a starter,
0: has been as good as anyone in that Jays lineup, save for Alec Manoa, who has been absolutely lights out. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. Like, way better than anyone could have expected. All right, we said we're a little bit of a different show than most. We invite your
5: interaction on this show and that's why Jesse Rubenoff is sitting over yes, there indeed. he we have a little bit of interaction going on today. We do. We got two things. We got a match game and we have a poll to follow up on the conversation that YouTube just had regarding the Game An 3 poll. starter. An internet poll. Okay. Uh, Jays fans, who do you think should start a potential series deciding Game uh, 3 in the wild card against the Mariners? and this is no small sample size at this point, over 2,000 votes, 83.9% say Ross Stripling. Agree with Ben Nicholson-Smith, despite me adding some
0: sort of caveat to three different things, 83% still (laughs) do. There are
5: certain explanations and responses as to why certain people believe what they believe. So let's get to a couple here. Justin says, Strips, he's just been flat out more consistent. I love Barrios, but this year... He's too often Jekyll and Hyde, which I think a lot of people would agree with. It yeah, seems like Jekyll the and Hyde it. on at home and in the road. A little bit, because splits are obviously better at home. But I think Ross Stripling's consistency is is just throwing it out there. Again. Turns again, it. Right. Yep. Uh, we'll Jarrah it right says away. I'd start Strip in Game Two and Gossman. In game three, so we know where Benny got his info from. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Ben says, can you usually tell if Burrios is on by the first three innings, so having Stripling on standby works too? Do you want to walk down that road is the question. Because, yes, they can identify when Barrios is struggling, but you then are in a bit of a pickle. It's yeah. an elimination game, though, at that point. Right. Like and if we're talking about game three, that's an elimination game no matter what.
1: I think you keep Rios in your back pocket. There's no automatic runner and extras. So what if it goes 14 innings? Like, he's a great pitcher to have in that situation, mm-hmm. but right. I don't think you plan
0: it Here, Here's the beauty of this. I love postseason baseball for that very thing like for all every pitch means something you're getting the you're not getting some guy unless it's a 9-2 game you're not getting some guy out there with a 5 ERA all of the high leverage guys are going out there every pitch every at bat Mm -hmm. they all mean something And these sort of manifestations of the of the roster which we're going to get into a little bit deeper coming up in a second are why postseason baseball is so good.
5: Okay, so I mentioned the Burrillo stripling conversation. We also have a match game. And for the match game, it is playoff baseball back at Rogers Center has me feeling blank. Playoff baseball back at Rogers Center has me feeling We're asking for trouble. Blank. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> swayed and confused says thirstier than a Kardashian when somebody pulls a camera out. Uh, yeah. Very, very soft. And, and a solid, uh, a solid handle. Yes, dude. no question. Dan says, a "Playoff baseball back at the Rogers Centre has me feeling like flipping a bat. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people just like randomly at home. You got like a plastic bat that you give to your kid. Just why not for the game? you love a bat flip. I love the fact that you got the 20 plus interactions already. That's awesome. Yeah, they're flying. <laughs> they're flying. Uh, Sandra says, a "Playoff baseball back at the Rogers Centre has me feeling like wearing my dad's World Series 1992-1993 sweatshirt. A there's a lot of vintage sports wear." The Jays, I feel like, is up there in terms of just how cool it is. The logo, the feel. Obviously, they won those years, so that's helpful too. Those shiny blue satin jackets that we used to rock. Those are pretty dope. Those are very very dope. Adapt writes and says. Playoff baseball back at the Rogers Centre has me feeling sick. Cough, cough. Must tell the boss I can't work Friday afternoon <laughs> due to sickness. We
0: might have to send out a little note to all bosses yeah. and/or teachers. Actually, the kids will be
5: out of school for most of the country. I guess maybe Winnipeg yeah. and west. But I feel like we should jump. If we're gonna do it, we gotta do it quickly. Cause you know that's probably coming from the mayor, probably coming from the prime uh, minister's uh, yeah, office. Everyone's true. gonna jump a on that. Little at Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, J Dub says playoff baseball back at the Rogers Center has me feeling happier than Vladdy soaking Hazel with ice water during post game interviews. And Vladdy took uh, a special joy out of that the last time out, uh, did he not? Yeah, he
0: always seems to. Yeah. You, have you ever been in that spot where you're doing no. the play? Po- no. Uh, no, I'm very
1: grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel
0: like Arden's walking into those waters as of late. He uh, yeah.
5: co-hosted at the letters <laughs> b- podcast. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. Got any more, Jesse? Yeah, one more. Uh, Jim says, uh, playoff baseball back at Rogers Centre has me feeling like Hazel May might need some goggles. <laughs>
0: Jim's confident. Jim's <laughs> confident.
5: <awesome>. By the <laughs> way, unbelievable work by Hazel May. No doubt.
0: In Talk the notch. locker room, in the clubhouse when all was said and done, a pure vet only going with the hat, no goggles. Impressive.
1: It's also, in those situations, it's hard enough to like orient yourself, there's champagne flying everywhere, let alone have a coherent conversation with millions of and people And know watching. who it is that yeah. you're talking yeah. Yeah. to. Strobe right? lights, it, darkness, who, like
5: yeah. madness in there. It was absolute madness. Keep them coming, Hazel, by the way. As always. Yeah, keep the responses coming. A
0: pro, yeah. Keep them coming. At Tim and Friends, if you are new to us on Twitter and Instagram. At Tim and Friends, we got the match game rolling. Benny's sticking around. Jesse's sticking around. We hope you do as well. We'll talk more Jays after the break and have Ben predict the roster for the Wild Card Series. Plus, a look at other series as well. Throw in some Aaron Judge chat. Kenny Reed popping by. And we hope you'll stick around as we look ahead to some hockey a little later on. It is all coming up on this post-primetime edition. Tim and Friends.
2: Gentlemen, 1992
1: American League champion, Toronto Blue Jays. First pitch to justice. Well hit the center field. Devon White racing back to the warning track.
4: Great catch up against the wall. And the runners passed each other. Now they have Sanders in a rundown with a chance for a triple play. Gruber did not get him. And Kelly
2: Gruber said he got him on the foot, and it looked like he did from that angle. He did get him on the foot. What a bizarre play.
4: Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Well, field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning, and the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life.
0: The anticipation seems coast to coast. You're going to see something we haven't seen here
1: in 22 years. The
3: For anything in this ballpark right now. Fly ball deep left field. Yes, sir, the Blue Jays are going to Texas. Andrews makes
4: a play, goes to second out there, throws to first. Oh, here comes a runner, Donaldson.
3: He's safe. He's safe. The ball game is over.
0: Not even a World Series champion in the last couple, but still stirs among Jays fans without a doubt.
1: Oh, some great moments in there, not the least of which was Deonna Navarro celebrating his style.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Deonna Navarro was a professional celebrator. Oh,
1: he had the cop hat. Yeah, an incredible figure in
0: Blue Jays. He did it very, very well. All right, so postseason baseball will return to the Rogers Center Friday as the Jays host the Mariners in a wild card series at home all three games if you're unaware of the format if necessary will be played in Toronto the Jays wrapped up their season today with a split in the doubleheader against the Orioles giving them 92 wins on the season exactly one more than they had last year when they finished a game out of the playoffs
4: we just talked about it as a group in there you know it's a goal to be better every year you know we talked about it in spring and you know we all know over the last calendar year, uh, the difference in one game, uh, whether it's last year or this year. So, hopefully, that's one small step forward in the regular season and one huge run in the postseason.
3: You well said yesterday that you know, felt at points this year that guys might have been kind of looking forward to the playoffs or waiting for playoffs. at the time looking past you. Do you ever sense that or feel that you know this was you guys always had eyes to the second season?
4: I mean, that was definitely the goal for sure, and I think that you know when it was that time, at least from my perspective. Um, we didn't show that, you know. We really uh, stepped up when we needed to. When you look at the last couple of weeks, um, so I didn't see that. It's a it's a natural thing, maybe, um, but we didn't know we were in until a week ago. So it's uh, it's just a credit to the guys for continuing to grind and continuing to play. Format. You guys. See you Friday.
0: So under this new format, Ben, uh, three games, if necessary, at least two, all of them at home, does that make the home field advantage in this series all the the much bigger?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be huge. And I think, you know, even seeing those clips, it just reminds me how different Rogers Center can be during those playoff games. And I know you've been down there. I'm sure a lot of people watching and listening have. But probably a lot of people haven't. Like, it has been six years. The roster back then was... You know, Joe Biagini and Darwin Barney and Ezekiel Carrera and, you know, they were great players too, but there's just been so much turnover. So I- I'm excited for the fans of this city to be able to go and watch playoff games in person and I do think there's a difference on the field.
0: Yeah, and I have a 12-year-old at home who loves baseball and he was asleep when right. a lot of that stuff happened because those games started so late or mm-hmm. uh, just happened to fall in at a different time slot. So. Uh, there is a whole group of kids who are going to get something like they've never seen before and I know for a fact that those years put a bunch more kids into uh into little league
1: baseball well exactly like I think that every time you do that it's always great for kids it's always great for engagement you can make fans for a long time and you can't do that if you're playing year after year in Buffalo and Dunedin so it's really important that they're back agreed alright so One of the only
0: questions between now and game time is who in the good name of Ryan Goins is going to be on the Jays' 26-man roster, right? So 28 to close out the season, 29 for the doubleheader. Benny, what in your mind does the 26 look like when the Jays have to hand it over to Major League Baseball at 10 a.m. on Friday?
1: Well, you know, to start on the position player side, I do think a lot of this comes down to the health, as Joe Sittle was saying at the end of the Jays broadcast of Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and, of course, Santiago Espinal. Now, Espinal is someone who, even if he's not fully, fully healthy, he can help you because he can come in as a defensive replacement for Whit Merrifield. Now we're all assuming that Merrifield will be that starting second baseman mm-hmm. based on his performance, but Espinal can help you defensively. Lourdes is not going to pinch run. He's not going to be a defensive replacement. And can he run the bases well enough? So I have him actually off of the roster, which I didn't, in my first uh, iteration of this, when I first looked at it, so if he's not on the roster, that opens things up potentially for another pitcher or position player. I actually think they might go pitcher here. Really? And yeah, because even with the short series. Yeah, because I, I and you don't necessarily need it, but they only have one lefty in their traditional bullpen, Tim Mesa. And you can make the case they only use Yusei Kikuchi for 18 pitches today. Like, they could have thrown him out there for 65 pitches if they had wanted to. You're I'm, going, I'm starting you're to going wonder. and cooch. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. Detective really Ben. Yeah.
0: This is an interesting one because, obviously, uh, listen, Mitch White has been eliminated from this round of the postseason because he was just optioned down. And next. And so your long man out of the bullpen – would probably have to be either Kikuchi or Stripling if you had manifestations that showed Barrios going in three, but if you don't, then who's your long man?
1: Right, and and you know, for anyone who's, who's wondering right now, what are you talking about here? You say Kikuchi, like, cannot pitch in high leverage. I do agree with that, so I'm not saying you put him out there when the game or series is on the line. Um, he's clearly showing himself not to be reliable, but he's really trending in the right direction, and Yes, you could get around it with Zach Pop for five outs, Trevor Richards for five outs, and David Phelps. Those guys will all be on the roster. But I just, I wonder if, you know, you want to have an extra layer of insurance. 26 is still a lot of spots, too. You can't just, and I know that there are people out there that
0: have seen Merriweather and Pearson in the past and say, well, that's better option than say, Kikuchi. But if they haven't pitched at the Major League level, that's asking a lot of
1: two young players. Agreed. And Merriweather's last outing in the majors, he got lit up by the Phillies in a game that mattered. And Nate Pearson, he was okay, not great at AAA. Mm-hmm. So if there's an injury or two injuries, we could see Pearson. Yeah. Um, Merriweather maybe a layer closer to uh, the Major Leagues. But at this point, I think Kikuchi's kind of on the edge. And, and like you said, Mitch White will not be on that, that roster to begin.
0: All right, so let's uh, let's focus in on the, uh, on the players, or the position players, at least. Um, I thought Gabby Moreno showed pretty
1: well today. Does that change anything in the Jays' mind? I love seeing that. I think it's great to get him just some reps in the outfield, second base, third base, um, move him around a little bit, just for his comfort. And to me... The luxury of having a third catcher is valuable. I don't think that you necessarily have to do it um, because you can still pinch run for an Alejandro Kirk if you want. Mm -hmm. Maybe you lose the DH. That's fine. You can roll with that. So to me, this is more about the division series or the CS. But and what if
0: you want to get Danny Jansen and Kirk's bat in the lineup? Do you need that third catcher? You don't need it, but you would love it. It would help. It, it's a luxury that you want to have. Okay, and then is the other question: You have both Bradley Jr. and Zimmer on your postseason lineup. I don't know if a lot of people do.
1: Zim uh, Zimmer. Zim. Yeah, Zim, and I know. Zim. Like, there's I, I've certainly encountered questions on this one um, as I've tried to dive in. I just like it because in games, in the scenario that you win this series as the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. those guys are probably playing innings eight and nine in both games you win. So there's a role both for Both those guys. Yeah, I yeah. would think. Um, maybe Springer's in there as well. Hey, listen, I saw Teoscar
0: make a great
1: catch <laughs> yeah. a couple days ago in right field that was big. Teoscar Hernandez has a great bat. <laughs> Improved. He's got a great bat. He's improved um, defensively. We give him improved That's defensively. That's good. Yeah, improved for sure. And Lourdes <laughs> yeah. has improved too. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm trying I to you. make light of it. No, but, no, I got you. You know, I, I think uh, you know, for for the Jays to have those double insurance policies, I really like that. Hmm. So uh
0: count uh, Ben Nicholson Smith on the big defensive substitutions in the postseason guys mm. it's a nice play it was a big play too i will say that big play by Teoscar. but i understand you have better options if you have bradley jr and zimmer i don't know if you do but i will say this there's a reason why they kept zimmer as mm-hmm. long as they did then went out and got zimmer back like get someone who looks at you the same way the toronto blue jays look at bradley zimmer because <laughs> yeah. That is unbelievable what they've done. And to leave them off the playoff roster to me would be a little bit of a shock, as much as patience as they
1: have with them. It's unconventional. You would never set out to build a roster this way. Like you would never say to your AGM, this is the way to do it. But short
0: series, you could leave a pitcher or two off that list. If, if you want to roll the dice
1: and Lourdes might be hurt right. so that opens it up right all right
0: uh Jesse Rubinoff we uh we promised that we would go back back to the match game, yeah. and that's exactly what we do right here playoff baseball back at the Rogers Center has
5: me feeling blank is our match game. Thank you for teeing it up. Right before we get to match game, I just want to give a quick shout out to to two viewers. Steve writes in and says, and we were talking about the vintage Jays clothing, how cool it is. You talking about one of these? Yeah, that's exactly mean. And that's a starter. You'd be new enough to throw the starter logo into that picture. Yeah. Because that's old school starter. You're going to see a lot of those around the Rogers Center this weekend, that is for sure. And then Paul, watching Tim and Friends in Mexico. Oh, shout out. Let's go. Have a cerveza for us, love it. mi amigo. Una cerveza, dos cervezas. Called Timmy. Timmy, Mr. Worldwide over here. Very impressive. Uh, OK, let's get to the match game. Uh, you said it. Playoff baseball back at the Rogers Center has me feeling blank. Uh, Zacharias says, sad because I'm going to the Dominican for my wedding anniversary. Hopefully the wife doesn't see this tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zacharias. Just, just go to Coca Cola. It'll all be good. Greg, like having Hold a Hold on, Bush we just saw a guy party. watching
0: in Mexico. You can know, yeah. watch it in the back yeah, there you go, I'm pretty yeah, sure, it'll be on. And it'll be on the which <laughs> means you get exciting play-by-play yes. as well.
5: Yeah, that's how I had to watch the football no, game. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, that's fine. They are really, really good calls. Yeah. Playoff baseball back at the Rogers Center has me feeling like having a Bush party. Let's go, you Blue Jays.
2: Bush party. Bush party tonight.
5: <laughs> and uh, Amy says... Playoff baseball back at Rogers Centre has been feeling like I'm not going to get much sleep. This was my Fitbit post wild card in 2016. Four, four hours of 13 minutes. That is of awesome. Sleep. Yeah that's, yeah, that's not, we that's not quality.
0: To, we do need to change the timing. on like That's why I love the DS, and that's why I love the wild card, because you can get the early games where kids can watch. If Major League Baseball wants to replenish its fan base, stop playing games at 9 o'clock. Well, these 4, 4 p.m. starts are great.
4: You yeah, know? Like, this, this is, is awesome. Enough. Yeah, I am in,
0: and the fact that we have Buck Martinez and Pat Tabler and Jamie and Joe on the broadcast. Let me do this one more time. For those who don't know... It will be the sports broadcast broadcasts
5: for the Jays as long as they are in the playoffs, which is massive. Great news. Uh, playoff baseball back at the Rogers Center has me feeling more complete than Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. You complete me.
0: Yeah, cricket. Good movie or just sort of because we're sports fans, we like
5: it better? Great movie. Show me the money. Great. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Jerry yeah. Eh. Eh? Eh. Rod Tidwell? I, I
0: got
1: great you. Great receiver. Yeah, Rod Tidwell, Arizona Cardinals. Here, be the arbiter here. I, honestly, I, movie, I saw this movie, movie like once years ago, so I'm going to have to go good. Yeah, yeah, just good. good. You're it's just, good? just good? Good,
5: good. It's, it's great. Good. Okay, playoff baseball back at Roger Center has me feeling Peggy says better than when Tim had hair. <sighs> how do you know how good I felt?
4: Maddie!
5: Hey, Peggy. I actually felt really good, yeah. (laughs) But now it says playoff baseball back at the Rogers Center has me feeling like the movie is about to begin. Yeah, the trailer, the movie, I got it. I got you. Yeah. Got any more? I do, but I'll save some. You see, we'll get we'll get to right. later. We got time. We got
0: time. We got time. We're going until
5: nine, 9 p.m.
0: Eastern oh, time. Got of time. My family is at home going. I really like prime time, to be yeah. friends. Yeah. Keeps dad away from <laughs> home. All right. Major League Baseball was expecting this to be an absolutely massive final day. All four p.m. Eastern start times, but all the races were settled. Aaron Judge sat but we did get something from the Angels and the Athletics. So let's go to Oakland, where Stephen Vogt was playing in the final game of his career, and he got a special surprise from the booth. Our,
5: dad, Our dad, number 21, <laughs> Stephen. <Vogt! laughs>
0: How awesome is that, Benny, Your That's kids, kid's announcing you? My kids want me to stay later than 9 PM Eastern. His kids doing (laughs) awesome stuff. Uh, Meanwhile, AL MVP, reigning AL MVP, not this year, Shohei Otani. Some better success on the mound in 2022. Uh, More of the same on Wednesday. Perfect first time through the order with four strikeouts. Bottom five, Otani gets the punch out to end the inning. Otani officially becomes the first player in the World Series era to qualify as a league leader, as both a pitcher and a hitter in the bottom of the seventh, vote again, final at-bat of his career. Oh, nice one. Right field! Did he do it? He did! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let's go! How awesome is that? 12 seasons in the show, seven with the athletics, his first career hit was a home run Unreal. and his last career hit. A home run and a winner. Ace take it. 3-2 the final. How awesome is that,
5: Ben? That's incredible. Yeah. That is so cool. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Oh, having the
0: kids announce them in, having them close out. I mean, I would just love to feel one
5: home run in my life. <laughs> to get that in your final at bat, so very cool. Oh, you'd cry. Really- you'd cry for sure, right? If your kids, oh. kids introduce you like that, then you hit uh, a and you're, you're an no, athlete Dagan's got kids subs got kids waterworks waterworks across waterworks yeah. yeah yes unanimous yes
0: waterworks yeah. without a doubt my dog announced me i'm, waterworks. <laughs> 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 I'm some
4: questions. Yeah.
0: uh benny appreciate you doing this this was a lot of fun my pleasure uh ladies and gentlemen ben nicholson smith make sure that you check out all of his work sportsnet.ca the at the letters podcast if you're doing baseball right in this country you are doing that. All right, Benny, thanks for stopping by. Uh, we'll get to more match games coming up. And, hey, a special tip of the cap to those observing Yom Kippur today. We hope your fast went well. All right, we roll on here on Tim and Friends. My friend and yours, Kenny Reed. The whirling dervish makes his way into studio. Next, we'll talk Jays, we'll talk Aaron Judge, and we'll do our Oilers season preview as we roll on this prime time edition of Tim and Friends. After dark perhaps.
2: Welcome to my house, Kenny Reed. Thank you. My house. And that is why i don't listen to any music made after 1993. (laughs) grunge you killed it nirvana you stink take your hip-hop take your other stuff when it's go time and it's go time and you gotta go to the well what do you want you want five guys a couple guitars a bass the drums give me some guns and roses give me some metallica some april wine some trooper some acdc some kiss And so, rock it out and right. get pumped up. Right. I don't. Yeah, I don't need some guy out there with his MacBook. yeah a DJ. Yeah. I don't need that. You I need rock ha- and roll. You had me halfway. Who? Where'd me I lose half, you? Yeah, we're out of April Wine. April Wine, yeah, I'll man. Be honest with you. we yellow seasons, changing <laughs> gears. It's the fall. Let's <laughs> okay. go. I got. I got gotcha. you. Oh, dude. Hey, next week I'm on and we make the psych video for the next round. Use Roller by April Wine. Okay, You'll but hol- April things wine, can coexist. Whoa, what?
5: Things can coexist. Yeah, like... Different genres. Jump
2: around, House yeah. of Pain. That was pre-1993. Oh, I'm cool with that. Yeah, House of Pain came out in 1992. I'm good with that. Okay, so it has to be... Well, a now the bar has changed. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. no. It was we, Five Guys, right. Five Guitars. Next, next time when you're... Yeah, yeah. I know. Five
2: yeah. Guys, Five... And then it yeah, it changed. changed. There's yeah. not Five Guitars in yeah. Guns N' Roses. No, you said Five Guys, Guitars, Five mixes, Guys, man. comma, guitars, oh, bass, comma. drums. <laughs> I don't need a guy on his MacBook. Right, enough. Book
0: Let's get back to uh, the Joyce. Listen, you and I are both fans of sports, period. Yes. And that's why I love having I mean I, would, I I watched the Power Hour, but I left it on for Rap City with Michael Williams. I know Really? He took the studded bracelet off, Michael Williams. Remember? Yeah, I remember when, Mike, Michael much, Williams. Yeah, yeah and I he would him. take the studded bracelet off from yeah. the power hour. Yeah. And then he would go do yeah. Rap City and I loved it. Uh, so let me let me just say this. We love sports. I like Rap
2: City, too, but that was pre-1993 as well. (laughs) That was pre-1993 as well. All
0: right, so the games all change in the postseason. Yes. I don't know if a crowd changes more in the postseason than that of baseball.
2: Uh, Yeah, I would agree. Hockey
0: crowds are usually pretty rowdy outside of Toronto. Um, football crowds are always pretty rowdy. It's always
2: intoxicated, yeah.
0: Right. And basketball crowds jack it up a notch. Mm-hmm. I will give basketball. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if there is as big a difference in the crowd and the effect that it can play on a game than in the game of baseball.
2: Yeah, because in the postseason, it's that, that 162 vibe and get him tomorrow out the window. Right? right. It finally disappears. It right. finally disappears. And oh, I don't really need to watch this at bat. I'm going to go. Right. You know, get a seventeen dollar beer with <laughs> with uh, with my Visa card because I can't use cash. Uh, yeah, so things like that. So, are
0: you in they can't use cash? Uh, I'm pissed off about this. Dude,
2: I'm the angriest <laughs> young old man you've ever met. You're I want to so use cash. You You're not so. I want to use cash. I have um,
0: lost the cash too, so I get it. Yeah. You're
2: so uh, yeah. So every pitch matters. It's it's the cliche. It's the I think it's the promotional line that Major League Baseball uses, but it's so true because. The whole "get him tomorrow" thing really doesn't apply in the postseason, and a game that's played over 162, a season that's played over 162 games, and you know, a lot of things maybe are inconsequential in the grand scheme of things in the regular season. They're not in the postseason. Yeah, without a doubt. So uh, we've just done about, uh, I guess, an hour
0: worth of talking uh, Jays. Mm -hmm. What's the most? What's the thing that jumps out to you the most as we head into Friday?
2: Just how streaky this team is. The fact that by Saturday this could be all over. The fact that we could be still talking here about the Blue Jays in a month. Right. Um, I've been saying for for months now I I can't really give you a prediction on this team because they can be hot for 10 days, they can be cold for 10 days. Did September-October change that? It should have, but as you know, I don't like to change my attitude. Oh, that is Yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah, that I mean, is true. We don't listen have, to yeah. music before 19, after 1993, so yeah. I understand. Yeah, it You are have. a hard nut to crack. I'm a hard nut to crack, but, uh, I mean, totally different team under John Schneider. Uh, Seemed like it. Yeah, the, the games against Seattle earlier this year do not really matter. I mean, that was one of the low points of the season when they went to Seattle. Yeah, they 0 Seattle. for 4 in Seattle, yeah. They 0 for 4 in Seattle, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, the, th- the crazy thing is is that Vladdy Guerrero really still hasn't been that peak Vladdy Guerrero. He's been like 75% Vladdy Guerrero. Danny Jansen's been awesome, but they're just so streaky. Uh, if, they're, if you're streaky good at the playoffs, it's the best. If you're streaky bad, yeah. it's, it's And the that's why
0: the best team in Major League Baseball over 162 hasn't won the World Series right. a lot
2: mm-hmm. right. in mm-hmm. the history of
0: the game. Right, just right.
2: get in, go over the old money ball routine. Speaking of a
0: tough nut to crack, mm-hmm. Kenny Reed, Pick after it, uh, a long wait, Aaron Judge hit home run number 62 last night in the Yankees' second-to-last game of the season. If you missed it, here's what it looked and sounded like.
3: Welcome to Judge's chase for 62. Deep ball, deep left. There it goes, soaring into history. He's
0: done it. There it goes deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new
2: American League record. What? Ahí va el patazo, profundo por el izquierdo, a la el jardinero, olvídala, esa se va, se va, se fue, ahí está, al fin llegó, echale sazón, que tenemos un nuevo rey del jorrón. Aaron
4: Judge is the American League single season home run leader, BAL King, case closed. This is Judgment Day. Case
0: closed. A couple of different cases closed. Uh, one from John Sterling, one from Michael Kay. Either way, Judge gets to 62, sits today. I know you were on the desk yesterday. What yeah. was the initial reaction? You and Ivanka watching that live.
2: Right, just first, Judgment Day, great movie featuring Onyx Slam. Mm-hmm. Good rap. Oh, there's another one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah about that's about a ni- hype song. It's about for 19, sure. That's about 1993, though. Onyx, Onyx and Biohazard. So that's, that's a little bit later than 93.
0: Jesse, Onyx Slam, look it up. Uh,
2: judgment Onyx Day, Slam. the movie. Look it up. Onyx Slam. What year did Judgment Day Just look it up. Day Google. There's a Google off. machine. Hit it in Google. Yeah. Judgment Day. Right. Yeah, it's a movie. Okay. I'd say 1993,
0: 1994. 1993. Thank you. And Onyx Slam was 93? Yes,
2: with Biohazard. So they combined hip hop and heavy metal. What was your question, Sorry. The reaction on the desk? Yeah. Uh, Ivanka got welled up because she likes the Patty Judge thing. She likes the adoption yeah, story, which is story. Yeah, it's it an unbelievable story. It's a fantastic story. I was, uh, you know, I was just kind of, for me, it was a good moment. And because to me, that's the real home r- record. It's been established now. And I was really glad Judge got it. I was really glad Judge got it. And also, I, I admire the guy that gambled on maybe the ball would be dropped and go into the bullpen and dove in. I love that. Uh, I don't for know. what? No, but what do, you, what do you love? Hold on a second. Let, let's stop there for a he second. He gambled.
0: Yeah. He g- no, he gambled.
2: Yeah, he gambled yeah. wrong. No, he wasn't even close. Oh, yeah, it's horrible depth perception. Uh, horrible He wasn't even close to the no, ball. But, but no he was depth be- perception. No, he was, bet- he was betting on that the, the guy who's already rich yeah, that caught the ball for sure. who's oh, to- was sure. going to drop it. Right, was going to drop it. By the he way, owned th- the ground there. Do you yes.
0: think that they would have let him?
2: Yes, pay a $100 trespassing fine. By the way, I'm really <laughs> glad that the guy that caught the ball is a VP of some hedge fund and is married <laughs> to a contestant on The Bachelorette. Like, he really needed a break, right? <laughs> He needed to break. I think back. he got those <laughs> tickets. Yeah. yeah by exactly. the way,
0: uh, Onyx Slam also '93. I was thinking of Slam Harder, Vince Carter. I'm sorry. No,
2: no, Slam. Let the boys be boys. Slam. <laughs> da, 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 no, da, Onyx da, da, did a
0: remake with Vince Carter, but you had turned off by 1993. Never mind. Yes. We're getting distracted as we often do. So, yesterday on Twitter, Jeff Passan, mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show, absolutely one of the, one of the very best in baseball, wrote this tweet. Aaron Judges' 62 home runs is a remarkable achievement. Barry Bonds' 73 home runs is the record. There is nothing else to discuss. Your reaction to friend of the show, Jeff Passen.
2: Well, my reaction would be I completely and totally disagree. But I, here's another thing that's old school about me. Right, okay. It's okay to disagree with people. You don't have to hate them. Yeah. You can have a different opinion, and you don't have to go, Pass, and you're an idiot. You can go, oh, that's okay, Jeff. What's, why, why do you say that? And Jeff could explain it, and then I could explain my take. And my take would be, well, the guys above him all yep. have giant asterisks because they were all on some sort of chemicals. And from what I know about Mr. Judge, he wasn't. Uh, Roger Maris was probably on scrambled eggs and bacon, from what I saw <laughs> in the movie 61. But I Maybe think some darts? For me, I was very sour on the game at this era, too, so that has something to do with it. I was a big Expos fan. My expos were gone uh, in 1998 when McGuire and Sosa went on their run. Um, it was, you know, clearly something was going on. I didn't buy into it. Uh, when Bonds went on his, it was ridiculous. I mean, my head didn't grow at the age of 38. And and, and what, what I find sad about the whole Bonds thing was dude's a first ballot Hall of Famer before he gets on stuff. Right. Before the cream and the clear. He's a first he, ballot Hall of Famer. He's the Pirates. He's a 30-30 guy. And, you know, I read my Game of Shadows and try to educate myself on it, and I just don't buy it. Right.
0: And what's what's sad is that people use that as their argument, that he was a Hall of Famer before. hmm But also age eventually catches up with normal dudes. Right. And the clear may have helped him yes. avoid that thing yes. called father time. Uh, Jeff Passan followed up his tweet with another one, and I have it on my screen here because I know we didn't pack it. Uh, he says... Uh, I was incorrect. There was more to discuss. So here it is. If you want to erase history, the foundation upon which sports is built, then you can be intellectually dishonest, illogical, ahistorical, bonds denier, or you can be right. And then posted his column. <laughs> to which, and listen, I countered two with a a tweet of my own Kenny because I I tend to lean your way to be honest with you and I said Aaron Judge 62 home runs is a remarkable achievement Barry Bonds 73 home runs is the record only because Major League Baseball didn't have the guts to stand up for its own record book repeatedly. And that's the part that bugs me the most is the home run record is maybe the most prestigious in all of North American sport. Mm-hmm. And we had a poll on this show that asked, is 62 the actual record or is 73 the actual record? And 45% of people mm-hmm. said that 62
2: is the record. So that tells me that 45% of your audience is over the age of 45. Because I often find that if you're a little older, you go with 62 is yeah. the record. Because you remember, like to me, I remember Um, McGuire meeting with the Maris family. And it was just, it looking, like, it's just so wrong now when you look back. And that's why I was really glad when Roger Maris Jr. tweeted it. This is the real record. Because Roger Maris Jr. and his family, they had to go through that. And their dad was cheated. Roger Maris was cheated. Baseball was cheated. And people forget that. Oh, steroids weren't illegal at the time. Well, well...
0: they were illegal
2: in the world like you weren't allowed to
0: use steroids in the united states of america or
2: canada right if you go into 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 your local gym and you're popping roids you know come on yeah and to me it was just uh, the history of baseball was dragged through the mud but it was all in the name of money because baseball needed people back after what happened in 1994 and bud selig and baseball were willing to go oh okay oh look at all those home runs look at all the people that are in the park for batting practice and by the way while we're at it can we please open the gates to a baseball game three hours early so kids can watch batting practice and take cash? Am I onto something here?
0: No. And not it,
2: play it. music from after 1992?
0: <laughs> I think you're on to a few things and you're off of a few things, uh, like a rocker, but I won't walk into that. <laughs> uh, so so I think you and I tend to agree on this. And the one I'll just counter with one more thing. Everyone says, well, everyone was on it. And that's not, not true. true. Not there true. was a bunch of guys in AAA who hit bombs all their life who had to choose whether or not they were gonna inject mm-hmm. anabolic steroids in their ass mm-hmm. or rub something on, not to mention how many kids were in that spot. And if you believe that everyone was on it, why is a steroid era the most, the highest scoring era
2: outside of in modern-day baseball? Here's the other thing that, that really takes me off about that era. Um, you look at a guy like Fred McGriff, and I'm going to assume that Fred McGriff was clean because he pretty much had the same body type his whole career. I believe Fred McGriff ended up with, you can Google it, Jess, if you want, yep. 491 career home runs. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a Hall of Fame number. But he played in that era. His numbers are dwarfed right. by all these guys. Well, Fred McGriff never hit 50. Fred McGriff right. never did this, and he, he's off the ballot, like, quickly. Fred McGriff, to me, is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Carlos Delgado, to me, is a Hall of Famer. But those numbers were just dwarfed by these guys that were right. that were not only they were cheating the game, they were cheating their teammates, they were cheating their opposition. Right. And it shouldn't be just given a free pass because everybody was well, doing it. Because we didn't know who right. hey, was doing it and son, who it wasn't. Son, I caught you drinking. Dad, everybody was doing it. That yeah. doesn't work. Well, actually it worked for my old man, but whatever. It usually <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs>
0: All right, listen, uh, we've got to move on because we're actually running out of time in this Primetime After Dark Edition of the, Tim and show Friends. Show everyone the,
2: the plan for when I came on, the, the paper.
0: Uh, this one says, uh, intro Ken Reed, welcome to the jungle, Kenny.
2: There you go. And we just filled 20 That's minutes. it. Uh,
0: and yeah. <laughs> right, well, we're going to continue to talk sports, but we're switching over to hockey because on Tim and Friends, we said we were going to do a team a day for seven days leading up to the start of the season. So today, our Canadian team previews continue with a closer look at the Edmonton Oilers. They made a great run last year, ultimately falling short in a matchup against the eventual Stanley Cup champions in Colorado in the West Final. But hopes are high after a good off season. So with more, Anthony Caminiti with Christmas in October. who will be what now? Huh?
3: It was the night before free agency when all through the house, one creature was stirring, a winger ready to pounce.
2: Evander Kane announced he is re-signing with the Oilers.
3: The stockings were hung in the dressing room with care, in the hopes that a starting goalie soon would
2: be there. The Oilers making big moves. They lock up Jack Campbell.
3: Connor and Leon were nestled snug in their beds while visions of Stanley Cups danced in their heads. Certainly I'm making decisions to try to give us the best opportunity to compete for the Stanley Cup. Yep, you might as well call Ken Hall and Old St. Nick after gifting Edmonton Evander Kane and Jack Campbell on the first day of free agency.
0: I would challenge any other team to say they had more success in the Edmonton order today.
3: Campbell was one of the top goalies on the market and Edmonton has long needed a clear number one. But Supi has never played 50 games in a season and has question marks surrounding his health and consistency that will need to be answered if he's gonna carry the load. Kane fit perfectly on McDavid's wing, punctuated by a 13 goal postseason. If his off ice issues are a thing of the past, Kane could post career numbers in a full season with the Oilers. Leon Drysaddle and Connor McDavid are the two best players on the planet. They're certainly having that kind of season. On the backs of McDavid and Drysaddle's superhuman performance, the Oilers finally made the playoff run the hockey world has long expected. But has Holland added enough for Edmonton to make it one step further? The City of Champions is hoping to be worthy of that name once again this spring.
0: Did they do enough Kenny Reed, in your mind to take that next step?
2: <sighs> they did it all they could. They got a great price on Kane. They got a goalie. I hope that Jack Campbell uh, can take some Grant for your advice. I'm paraphrasing, but one of Grant's famous... Uh, Quotes was a goalie needs two things: great reflexes and a horrible memory. I think if Campbell can just yeah. put the bad ones behind him and yeah. just be a little mentally tougher, he's going to be fantastic and Edmonton. stay healthy. And stay healthy, but he's
0: a wonderful story. Like, oh, I, man, like I don't know if there's a guy that more other NHLers mm-hmm. cheer for, yeah, for and than Jack he's Campbell. He's so likable
2: and yeah. he's so good. It's just for a goalie, you're going to let goals in. You got to forgive yourself. And nobody was better at that than Grant Fuhrer, So. Maybe Grant will have a word with uh, Jack Campbell. Well, hey, man. And, and he's on a team where sometimes, hey, maybe you can win 6-5 or 4-3 mm-hmm. on the odd night. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And some value is the uh, third favorite at Bet Rivers in the Edmonton Oilers in Canada. The third favorite. Behind the Leafs, obviously, there's a lot of dumb money.
2: Behind the Calgary, Calgary Flames. Flames. Yeah. And can I just say I really look forward to things <laughs> <Dumb> getting, <money. laughs> getting greasy between... The Leafs are uh, always lower yeah. odds than anyone else. Oh, because, because everybody bets on them. Yeah. Yeah. I just want... Uh, Cadre and Kane to get all greased up in that Battle of Alberta. That's good. We get some some bad guys for each team. Yeah, I love it. All right. time for one last break. We'll
0: do last call. Kenny, will you stick around? Absolutely. I got a show to
2: do at 10, but why not? They're (laughs) paying me double today. (laughs) Uh, It was a long day for us, too. But not in cash because you can't use it at the ballpark. (laughs) 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 Shake hot, boy. I'm losing my job. Shake hot.
0: It's Tim and Friends after dark. Bounch.
2: bounce, bounce. Dave Angelo, c'est le <laughs> okay All
0: right, this is Ken Reed. Uh, I'm Tim McAuliffe, Jesse Rubinoff over there with First Things First. And he's the millennial looking at his phone. It's not First Things First.
2: It's
0: <laughs> not First Things First. Last call. Yeah. I was distracted by the old. Uh, what are you doing there we didn't do we'll match game it. texting people looking at tweets what do you mean we didn't do match game when i was here we didn't do match i have a few if you want to do
2: it i don't, I don't want to close out really
0: the match have... game kenny reed not uh playoff baseball back at the rogers center me feeling
2: blank like i don't want to deal with toronto traffic
5: oh someone said that yeah hold on i don't know if i'm gonna find yeah. it in time
2: do you think I'm people not... in edmonton care about that nope no but i'm here shut your mouth
0: move it on <laughs> you want to go to last color match game tell me first things first <laughs>
2: the Last Toronto Raptors. Jimmy, like I was on
0: the uh, on the good stuff there, Jesse.
5: <laughs> the Toronto Raptors Dream are playing the player. second of their per- five preseason games right now against the Boston Celtics in Boston. Wraps uh, down 62-46 at the half. The Raptors Whoa, open man. the preseason with a victory over the Jazz in Edmonton on Sunday. Everything's Malakoffle a foul. Fractured his cheekbone in the game and is out tonight, but he is expected to be ready to start the season. Yesterday, NBA.com released the results of its annual GM survey. The Raptors got the most votes for best home court advantage, but were picked to finish outside the top six in the Eastern Conference. Timmy, do you think they're a top six team in the East? They weren't
0: picked to, just to be nitpicky on this, they weren't picked to finish outside there. They're asked to vote on the top four in the conference, and the Raptors didn't get a lot of top four votes. So, in actuality, what the GMs were saying was, The ceiling on the Raptors was Mm. lower than the ceiling on the rest of them. Sounds nitpicky. You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Do you understand what you asked me? Oh, 100%. Two different things. I just
5: asked you if you think they're going to be a top six team. Well, I understand, but you base that on the vote. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. So why don't we just separate it? So I think they are four (laughs) in the East at probably best. Yeah. But
0: if they gel, they might be able to do some damage.
2: I to feel them. like, can we yeah. go to the wide shot again? I feel like a child in between a loveless father and mother. Right <laughs> I hate it when mommy
0: and daddy are fighting. It's a little
5: <laughs> no, there's no fighting. This no, like, like, you, you, know what, so, you
0: know what? We tweeted this out yesterday and someone nitpicked our tweet and I was like, yeah, they got a point here. Oh, this is standing you know, up for the nitpicker.
2: The nitpicker proved to be correct. Yes.
0: It's, yeah, they, it's they, it enough. is true. Yeah. It's they were much. asked top four and you wouldn't put the Raptors in the top three, would you? No. You might put him as fourth.
5: Yeah, they have a really good year. That's all I'm trying to say. Between four and six. Yeah, I would think. Well, that's that's it for this edition.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Tim and Frank.
5: Okay, let's go to another basketball story. This is unbelievable last night. If you're not familiar with the name Victor Wambanyama, you might want to get used to it. The seven foot four, 18 year old from France, who's the projected number one pick in next year's NBA played his first game in North America yesterday and he put on quite a show. Banyama's French pro team took on the G League Ignite and projected number two pick, Scoot Henderson, in the first of two showcases just outside of Las Vegas. Several NBA and WNBA stars and hundreds of executives and scouts were on hand as Mbanyama put up 37 points, including seven three-pointers, four rebounds, and five blocks. Now his agent said that some team executives have advised him to shut down the prize prospect until the draft.
2: can Shut it down. Would you shut it down? Absolutely man. If I get the option of not working, I'm not working. Do it. And when he's hitting the three-pointers last night, I'm like what's going on here? And based from what I've seen off that Netflix movie with Adam Sandler, you don't have to play in a league anyway, right?
0: That's <laughs> a good movie. Yeah.
2: It is uh, one, a good movie
0: and two, uh, the kid is unbelievable. I mean the shooting stroke doesn't look like it's forced Seven, four. in any way, shape, or form. It looks completely natural and has for a couple of years. I hate the fact that you have to play in the States to be recognized like that. I mean, you could have... He that's, plays. That's, a, that's pro. everything in America. He plays pro. Like, yeah. he's been around for a little bit. But, obviously, when he does it to the G League at night, everyone's like,
2: I just can't believe he's passing up an education right now. He could be playing <laughs> yeah, yeah. college. He could be playing college. Yeah. And getting paid, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's right. Changed. Yeah. yeah.
5: Uh, okay, let's go to the NFL. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor has been ruled out of Thursday's game against the Denver Broncos. Taylor suffered an ankle injury late in the Colts' loss to the Titans on Sunday. It will be the first game he's missed in his college and pro career, Amazing. which is just a crazy statistic. Indianapolis has also ruled out linebacker Shaq Leonard uh, due to a concussion. Meanwhile, Commander's rookie running back Brian Robinson was back on the practice field today a little over a month after he was shot twice during an attempted carjacking. Washington has 21 days to activate Robinson, but it's possible he could return Sunday against the Titans. Either way, Robinson's just happy to be back on the field.
2: Uh, It was beautiful, you know. You know, just getting back on the field, having fun. You know, being around my coaches and team again. You know, it was just a beautiful day for me, honest. Once the doctors told me I'll be able to play ball again, then my mind automatically clicked into what I needed to do to get myself back on the football field. You know, so you know, just listening to the doctors and the trainers and everybody who you know who's been in my circle, you know, helping me. You know, they've you know done everything they possibly could, you know, to to get me to this point. And, Just thankful for all of them.
5: Which, I mean... Tim, Saquon Barkley is currently the odds-on favorite to win Comeback Player of the Year. But should it be Robinson? Oh, that's a wonderful question.
2: Uh, by the way, understatement of maybe the century. My the guy question guy is, you know, this is, an amazing. An happy to be back yeah. on the field without a doubt. My question is when was he visiting Toronto and got carjacked? <laughs> no. There's lots of carjacking. Yeah. Oh, or, oh, goodness, yeah. Another Toronto-centric guy.
0: <laughs> that's the uh, a problem. I think to answer the question, uh Saquon is a great story too mm-hmm. and Saquon's putting up big numbers but this is I mean we'll see what he does Washington's not a good football team mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what he does once he hits the field but uh there's a
2: lot of good stories around the NFL if you get the shot and play play. come back you should get some kind of an award I mean you know yeah. that's pretty good seems like that's the yeah. one you would get had a bad yeah. back really I was shot <laughs> yeah what if Tua came back don't, oh,
5: he shouldn't have come back. Yeah, oh, that that's bad. that's really interesting, too. But no. he could he could come back next week. That's not really Comeback Player of the Year. <laughs> I don't think he should come back. I don't think he should come back. Yeah, me yeah. Uh, The protester who ran out of the field during Monday night's Rams 49ers game has filed a police report. Wow. What are we My doing God. here? Wow. Against Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner. The protester who was trying to raise awareness of an animal rights lawsuit ran onto the field just before halftime and was tackled by Wagner near the Rams' sideline, Ken,
2: I think I already know the answer
5: should Wagner be charged for well, what went what down? What
2: was the guy's complaint? That a donkey got assaulted? What a moron. I wish he hit him harder. a
0: <laughs> donkey got assaulted. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. <laughs> what a, what a you know, clown! The whole what episode, an absolute clown! What? What? A, what? That's the 2022 story. That a that guy so who ran onto a field with a flare, with a flare. expecting people to know what the hell he was doing this is happening and understand. Often. Live during a professional sporting event is the one who filed the police charge because he was brought down and, too hard. And, and you know he by called the professional football, football
2: players. Yeah. And you on know the field. he called Better Call Saul as soon as he got out of the. <laughs> hospital yeah. or wherever he I no, better call Saul, solid call of him. I That's mean, yeah, this
5: is happening more often than we saw at uh, Lytle, Labor Cup, the Labor Cup. Some guy set himself on fire. Uh, we should allow more people to be hit hard and maybe less people will run onto the field. Yeah, stop doing that. Uh, we saw a fan in Texas make a dramatic leap out of the stands in Texas yesterday in pursuit of Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball. Today in Milwaukee, this band went all out for a foul ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh God! Yeah, didn't didn't get the ball. No. Oh no! He no. got no. something else. No, didn't get the Almost ball. Almost in get the ball. Any too. points for the effort?
2: He took a shot at glory, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, well, they say a shoot a your ball, shot, ball, but like, that's
0: remarkably embarrassing. We
2: need a little Onyx slam <laughs> da, 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 under that. Uh,
0: no, this is ridiculous. No
5: points.
2: No Zero points. points. No points
5: awarded.
0: Kenny, will you, will you, like, if you go after a foul ball, you have to at least look yeah. cool.
5: Yeah,
2: you can't do that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not a good look. Yeah, Billy uh, Madison.
5: Yeah. Zero points awarded may God have mercy on his soul. Right. <laughs> there you go. Right. Uh, Kenny, thank you, buddy. My pleasure. See you in yes. an hour. Kenny, Kenny. yeah I was Kenny.
0: Kenny, coming up in an hour on Sportsnet Central. That does it for us if you're looking for some hockey. Brewers and Rangers in progress. Coming up on Sportsnet 1. Thanks for hanging with us on this later edition of Tim and Friends. I'm going to go home and go to sleep. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to work till 3am. A little later as usual again tomorrow, too. I'll talk to you
3: tomorrow.